You see, it's funny because normally before we record, Matt voice directs and says, let's have 10 seconds of silence, then start laughing. Because we use that 10 seconds for levelling and all that good stuff. But this time, he said, 10, give Tim 10 minutes of silence, he said. 10 minutes of silence. And the, the sad part is, we're both very oh, tired. God. So for at least two seconds, neither of us questioned it. Anyone? Like, sure, sure. I should have questioned oh. it because anyone who knows Chris knows that getting him to be silent for ten minutes is damn near impossible. <laughs> That's true. That's very, very true. Which is why we put that energy into recording a podcast. Yes. Hi, Welcome to the Big Damn Cast, nerdy news, geeky gossip, things that are fit to occupy your time on that long and winding road towards fiery oblivion, which seems to be getting shorter by the week. I'm Chris. Oh, <laughs> I Never mind, Johnson. I'm Matt. Uh, rule of six, Watson. Uh, but don't worry, the rule of six can be broken on Christmas Day because apparently they've had a word with the virus, <laughs> and, it, and it won't it won't bother us on Christmas Day. Nor will it bother us before ten p.m. Well, at the moment, in drinking I'm, establishments. I'm, at the moment, I'm scheduled to work Christmas Day, so it doesn't doesn't matter to me. That's going to be weird, isn't it? That's gonna be well weird. It's gonna be. I've worked Christmas Day before. I was gonna Not say for a while. Been, you worked a couple. Worked a couple over over your many many years over, over in my the world. I've uh, I've you know I've sort of Christmas Day seems to be the one, the one wiggle out spot that I've managed since like working full time, getting out of education. Mm. Like Christmas Day is like the one, the one day where I've always managed to have it off. But most times it's been Great. in a lo- in a separate location. <laughs> um, How does that work? <laughs> uh, but, but most times it's ended up being in a separate location from home. So I'm like yeah. either having to travel back a lot, spend four hours at home, and then travel all the way back, or mm. stay there and then go back to work on Boxing Day. Um, hmm. That was CBBC once when it was in London. It would have been 2010, because it was the only Christmas I was down there. I worked oh. Christmas Eve afternoon. I was the live afternoon on Christmas Eve. Oh. Then I got a train down, a train up to Manchester, had Christmas Day, and then at five in the morning on Boxing Day, I was on a train back to London. Um, and I was on air at uh, half nine on Boxing Day. Diabolical. Yikes. And do the kid, are the kids grateful? Are oh, they fuck? <laughs> Well, some of them are, because like, some of them are listeners. Uh, some yeah, of them were like, great. You know, have, have they ever bought me a pint? No. But you know what they could do? They can't buy Patreon.com <laughs> slash Big Damn Cast. Chuck a couple shekels at the show, help us pay for its online storage, and hopefully pay towards us making more content. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, ladies. we are in a fucking monsoon of news this week. A goddamn tornado of We've got information. We've got a whole three stories. Yeah. And two of them came in like in the last 20 minutes. So, <laughs> but don't worry if you think, if you're looking at the time code for this episode and thinking, oh my God, they've only done 10 minutes. Don't worry about it. It's because, all silence. Uh, it's all silence. <laughs> uh, but also you got a big fat ass bumper episode about specialist subject coming next week. A so calm ass. your tits. It's a, it is, it is a fine blue Scaly ass uh, of an episode coming out. Scaly <laughs> blue week. titties. Scaly blue titties. Uh, that's a clue, ladies and gentlemen. But for this special episode, episode 222, one of those rare occasions where all the numbers line up and it won't happen again for another uh, 111 episodes, we have planned something incredibly special. But we also both got up at like five o'clock this morning, so we can't be fucked to do anything interesting or performative. And I'm up Why again up at five at... o'clock this morning, so five o'clock next morning, so yeah. Why were you up at five o'clock this morning, sir? I, I guess I've got to work. I've worked full time now. What, what time do you leave for work, sir? <sighs> About quarter to six. What time do you come home from work, sir? Uh, I get in just after six, usually. Fucking hell. <laughs> Good God. You don't need that. You don't need that. I, mean, I you do, do need it. Like I do income, need it. It's 9 for an hour. For those who are wondering as well, Matt also is in a nice sort of sectioned off area at his work. So he's safe. He's fine. My, my, he's workplace, with... 
My workplace Sick is more COVID people. secure than most people. <laughs> most not, human beings. Not, not even, but just most people. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I was up at uh, five-ish today. Well, earlier, but I should have been up later. But I get paranoid. I wake up and then think, shit, I'm going to sleep in. And I just sort of lie there awake, annoyed at myself. Mm. Um, I was I was at a job today for... What time did I get there? It would have been 10 to 7 that I actually got there. And then worked and filmed through bar half an hour for lunch till uh, it was ten to seven this tonight. So about yeah, twelve hours, and I've come back, and uh, it's it's nowhere near as like grueling as a thing as you're doing. But keep in mind, well, gentle and listener, and less, dear Matthew, probably less physically active, but still grueling. Yeah, I mean, there's a Long lot of shoots. a lot of live reading from monitors and trying not to be shit and all that stuff. But it's 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 more the fact that. I've barely worked this year, like mm. outside of my house. So these three days of filming I've done over the last two weeks have been weirdly exhausting, and it's just because my body's not used to moving anymore. Yeah, it's like used to I being sat around. I like my first week at, at the new day job after not having a day job since August of last year uh, was pretty uh, pretty brutal. Of course, that, that's I've adapted quite quickly. I think it's uh, these these last couple of weeks have been so much easier. Um, also, it's weekly pay, so now I'm actually getting paid every week, um, which is nice, but, isn't it? Like looking in the bank account, going, "Oh shit! Oh, this week meant something. I got yeah. something for this week. I went shopping <laughs> this weekend. Gone. It was nice. Uh, apart from all the cunts <laughs> not wearing masks and being in the middle of, of Manchester and going, hang on, why are people?" Why are young people being blamed for um, for this new spike in the coronavirus cases when all the fucking pubs in Exchange Square are jam-packed? With you know why cunts. young people are being blamed? Because young people will be carrying it more often than they were earlier in the year, but that's yeah. because they've all been made to go back to fucking work yeah. in the service industry jobs, yeah. surrounded by all these old bastards who won't leave them alone. And now the, the, the retail and service, uh, retail and hospitality workers now have to wear masks. Like, as a re- why was that not already a regulation? Surely, for their own protection, that would be. Yeah. But no, it's not been. A, it's not been required because I've been thinking that every when I'm in the supermarket and I'm all masked up, and then oh, none of the staff are wearing fucking masks. I'm like, you're here for god knows how many hours on the trot, getting all sorts of cunts breathing in your face. Why the mm. thing that upsets me the most about that in our local is how many of them are so relaxed and just chatting with each other blocking the way out of the self-service area and so, and stuff yeah You're like guys i know it's about keeping your spirit up i know it's about you lot you're all in this odd situation together so talking to each other and laughing and comforting each other is absolutely the best way to go sure but you're blocking the exit none of you are wearing a mask and you're all stood right next to each other what the hell guys come on come the fuck on bridget it's just it's frustrating i've, I've been in a tv studio mm. today a tv studio at manchester studios the old granada site and it's a small room. Like, it is a very small room that you that you were recording in. It's a place called The Village. Which, you know, like like the M. Night Shyamalan movie of the same name from the outside mm. looks full of potential, but on the inside, it's just fucking small. There's <laughs> no wiggle room. Disappointing. And um, when I left, I got hit by a modern car. Um, oh, so no! There was that, but it's... It's like it's you know it's a fine little studio. It does the job, but it's normally used for these kind of package things, green screen shoots, small studio shoots, which is fine. But in the age of COVID, during all these protections, so many things have to be done. So myself and, and my co-star in it had to always be stood two meters apart or more in shot, which sounds mm. odd because you're like, well, you could cheat the shot a bit. You could obviously you know have one of you could bit more foreground and have it be of an angled shot, but you're advised not to do that. Because you, you don't, don't want, want any people, kids watching the yeah. content to be like, they're stood next to each other. I can do that imitable behaviour. So completely understandable. But it's just it, suddenly, all these weird little things that you take for granted in terms of interaction are something you have to stop and go, wait, hang on. Now, obviously, we've all been dealing with that, going to the shops and everything, going back to work over the last six months, like in different stages. But it's really strange in a creative environment where normally everyone's like trying to keep each other on this, like, you know, kind of peppy like attitude everybody's in a really good mood do that you're improvising a bit you need to finish a really good take you normally want to walk over someone give them a high five all these little things you don't 
think about until suddenly you're like, yeah, I, wait, no, uh, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, no, I want to go over there. Bye now. And you've got people changing cables, moving lights, you've got camera operators, you've got PAs. It's just... Lots it's of bodies, so yeah. weird. It's so weird. It felt simultaneously good to be back in a TV studio and depressed as hell because suddenly this weird little pocket of familiarity that I'd not seen for a while was like a foreign land. It was mm. so bizarre. And I can only imagine what it's like for those few theatre companies that are braving uh, mounted tours and, and stuff now at the minute that are doing it like outside stuff and with distance audiences. Well, it's about to get a whole to- lot more difficult. Yeah, well, it was announced today that uh, Qdos have pulled most of their pantos this year. They're the big panto company that do like the huge city yeah. venues and whatnot, like including like the Manchester Opera House, London Palladium. They've pulled most of their pantos, guaranteed. They've said, "Yeah, we're just going to postpone them to next December." Sorry, folks, we can't take the risk. And it's like that makes complete sense. Yep. But then you've Sadly. got some others. There's there's one in Liverpool where they're doing distanced audiences, so it's it's a small arena. So it's like a thousand something seats. Mm. And they're limiting it to like 450 and it's about spacing it out in different sections and tickets that are bought in bundles. They, they're getting like ID positive proof that it's families that live together and like all this, that and the other. And they're telling the audience that they have to wear masks during the during the play and during the panto and the actors are going to be tested daily. And it's just like, OK, but maybe just don't at the same time. Obviously, we want that industry to come back. We want it to be looked after. Yeah, it's a real fucker. It's a real fucking dilemma. No. Watching Andrew Lloyd Toadman, um, uh, like you know, being hailed as a as a savior of theatre, like making his argument to government at the end of last month. Yeah, good, fair enough. Someone with a public profile making a point of being like, right, are we going to get some answers now? What's going on? Like, good for him using his power in that way instead of you know flying out to fucking New York to argue against like. Um, tax breaks and stuff for like little people within theatre and, and him get oh don't even just look up Andrew Lloyd Webber and tax guys. <laughs> Give it a look up and you'll understand why I dislike him for more Wait, than just love never dies are you telling me that rich people have <laughs> problems like. with tax <laughs> buying yeah don't like spending money taxes I just fucking good god but he used his public profile to like argue on theatre's behalf at the end of last month so like fair enough Good. Okay. Sure. But, Broken clocks. But the argument shouldn't be when can we get audiences back in? Because uh, because the argument is when can we get audiences back in? Because everyone else is going to like pubs and restaurants. That mm. should be the argument. The argument should be where how are you going to financially support this industry? People who are meant to look after us. How are you going to financially support us while we wait for this to be safe again? Because the argument shouldn't be well if they're open we should be too. It shouldn't be. It should be, you know. Hey, no, it's not a. It's not a. Give us a break. <laughs> but you know, I got same goes with cinemas, which leads nicely Lucky into our first news story this oh! evening. I wonder when you're going uh, to get to that. Just before we we started recording tonight, uh, news broke uh, like the first morning as Marvel Studios oh, and Disney. Disney made it clear that three of their movies are getting a rescheduled release date. So, the first is the much-anticipated, twice-cover-star of film magazines here in the UK and over in the US, which is going to have to be again Again. down the line. Um, Black Widow has got a new release date. Now, originally it was out uh, early this year in May. Uh, late May, early July, based yeah. on the territory. It was put back... Uh, late May, early June, sorry. It was put back to November into the Eternals release slot the uh, et- for later this year. Ah, with the, the Eternals. Eternal November. <laughs> with the Eternals pushed back into Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings' slot and Shang-Chi being given a slightly delayed release. Oh. <laughs> um, Walt Disney Company and Marvel Studios have announced tonight that they are all getting a brand new release date, which is as such. Black Widow is now going to come out on May the 7th, 2021. So nearly, nearly a year yeah. after its original release date. Uh, and they've uh, they've given a couple little extra summaries as well. Uh, I guess it's sort of like a little 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 sweetener of the pot. Like, I know you got to wait, but here's a little plot synopsis. Oh, a little, so, uh, little prick tease. 
In Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. the Black Widow, confronts the darker <laughs> parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises. Pursued by a force that will stop at nothing to bring her down, Natasha must deal with her history as a spy and the broken relationships left in her wake long before she became an Avenger. It's me. So I'm the mysterious in force going to bring her down. You're the Taskmaster. I'm Fucking ta- knew it. I'm the Taskmaster. <laughs> now out next in the release cycle and just over two months later, so kind of like the a couple of the years we've had where there have been several releases in each year, so yeah. we've not had to wait too long between them. The next one to come out in Phase 4 will actually be Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, no new summary for that, except a reminder that it'll be out on the 9th of July 2021. See, and, I thought they had uh, sh- finished shooting that. No, that what well, they, they literally had begun... Uh, block one, like sort of the first couple weeks worth of shooting um, when everything went into shit. Because star Simi Liu has uh, been talking about how he's having to keep up his weight regimen like way longer than he ever anticipated. Yeah, that must be a fucking killer. <laughs> and I imagine, because they've not confirmed how the shooting's working, I imagine they've been capturing bits and pieces over the last couple of months when they've been able to do it safely. Uh, and the bulk of it will now all be risk assessed and all this and shot over the next few months, which means it's still quite a fast turnaround production. That's wise. a very fast turnaround. Uh, so Simi Liu stars in the titular role as Shang-Chi alongside Aquafina and Tony Leung in a film directed by Destin Daniel Cretton. Then third in phase four with the new, the, the last one to get a new confirmed release date is Marvel's Eternals which will now be opening in theatres on November the 5th, 2021. So a year after its original release plan date. Um, Eternals features an exciting new team of superheroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As the Eternals are ancient aliens who've been living on Earth in secret for thousands of years. Following the events of Marvel Studios' Avengers Endgame, an unexpected tragedy forces them out of the shadows to reunite against mankind's most ancient enemy, the Deviants. So it does look like it's taken quite heavily from uh, Neil Gaiman's um, run on the most sort of recent, like, big take on the Eternals. Um, so that's now coming out in November 2021. Sick. Uh, with an all-star cast, including Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, Kamal Nanjani. Uh, I am completely fine to wait for all of these. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. I, rec- I recently said on my Twitter, uh, I said that maybe some studios need to bite the bullet and just do VOD releases for their big tent poles that were meant to be out this summer. Because I guarantee, if we get to a point, like, say, in January, February, March, where it's totally feasible for us to go to the cinema with an incredibly reduced risk of spread of infection, yeah, and they put those movies back out for, like, two-week limited releases, people would go. People mm. who'd saved it for like, no, I'm waiting for the cinemas, would go, and people who watched it at home would go to see it on a big screen. Like, if if Black Widow came out tomorrow, if they just went, right, you can rent it immediately from tomorrow for like, you know, uh, 25 quid, you can have it for two days. I'd be like, yes. I will pay that now. I'll do it, put the money toward you, with a guarantee that it's going to get a limited release in the new year. And then I'd be like, yeah, if it's safe, I'm going to the cinema to watch it on a big screen as well. Like, I will happily do that. Because I want I want the cinemas to stay a thing. I want them to, to stay afloat. They're not being supported. It's fucking disgusting. Uh, I know some of them are big companies, but even those big companies, their individual branches are being left to flounder. Hmm. So, you know, like the exec of Odeon ain't hurting none, but your local Odeon is probably suffering. And has been for years. This oh is yeah, but this is like the this final is like nail the, in the coffin. The, for some a fuse person. was laid out for years, and then this year someone actually put a match to it. So yeah, there's still time to stomp out that fuse. But mm. again, like I said, the argument is not why can't we go back to the cinema if people can go to the pubs. The argument is why can't the cinemas be supported by these massive insurance companies that exist just to look after these sort of things. Until it's safe for us to go back. Oh, because a lot <laughs> of those big insurers silly. are a lot of those big insurers are best friends with the people in power. So, and they don't want to lose their money, despite the fact that's what their entire fucking business exists for. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm permanently angry, but I'm happy to wait for the rescheduled release of the next MCU movies. And we were saying before the record, this makes it the first year since 2009 yeah. where we haven't had an MCU movie come out. It's because uh, and it's based become... on. Based on how the um, 
how the uh, the, the release uh, schedules affected by um, production delays are going. The first year without any MCU product because Captain uh, the Captain America show Falcon and the Winter Soldier would have been on Disney Plus at the end of last month, were it not for the delays. They had like three or four weeks yes. of shooting left, and it was all essential scenes. So that's delayed. But but speaking of MCU TV shows, we don't have a release date. Segway's on fire right now. It's because I spent all day saying, go to this BBC website. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, come on, let's go. Let's fucking, let's fucking go. Come on. Um, you, we don't know if it's coming out in December like originally planned. It's very unlikely. The fact this trailer ends with a coming soon tag mm. instead of a date suggests that there is some post-production that they have not managed to work on or some, even some shooting they're not managed to fit in. That being said, WandaVision a fucking a, a dropped a trailer this week. It did a um, drop a trailer. I, I can't explain how how fucking happy and tingly it made me because i love these characters from the comic books like i've always always loved scarlet witch i've always like loved vision i think the film takes are great i don't get the the scary fandom for the film takes because unless you kind of know them from the comics the films haven't given you that much to go off of with these two a lot of the heavy lifting has been down to like you know uh, Marcus and McFeely write great scripts, but a lot of the heavy lifting for Wanda and, and Vision has been down to Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, respectively. I'm really kind of bringing a lot to not very many lines. Mm. Wanda, for Christ's sake, appears in Endgame, the biggest movie in the franchise, for a total of about five minutes. She says maybe four things. But you still come away from that going, gosh, she's fucking badass, right? She oh is very my cool. God. And Vision, like, you you see him in Age of Ultron. He's weird. He gets the big gasp moment of that movie, which is really special when it happens. He's a weird... And then after that, it's really just down to, like... It's down to Bettany's quirks. It's down to Olsen's reactions to him. It's down to wardrobe choices in Civil War in particular. Like, it's down to little things like that to win you over. That being said, I completely understand if people are absolutely freaking out over this trailer because it just feels fucking weird mm. and different like really different and we're getting a little a little more of a little a little more of a zhuzh a little more of a susan of what the plot might be for wandavision because all we know is that wanda is exploring realities in search of vision we don't know what that means we don't know if that's like her going on a quest to try and find his whatever exists of his spirit or whatever out there because for those are not part of attention uh Vision was killed at the end of Avengers Infinity War when the Mind Stone was ripped from him by Thanos um, before he could have his sort of... Because the whole theory was, wasn't it, that like maybe he's made up of all these different things. Maybe if you take away the Mind Stone, there's still a Vision. Yeah. Well, we, ne- we never got to find out because Thanos plunges his fucking fingers right into the guy's forehead and rips the Mind Stone out. So, like, if he was going to survive, we'd never find out. No. Um... Wanda alludes to him at the end, uh, as 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 Clint alludes to Nat at the end of Endgame. They talk about like you know I think that you know they would be proud of us. And you're like okay, she's she's grieving. This android that could know love has gone, <laughs> and, and she's never going to see him again. Or is she? We know that there's some interdimensional shit going on with this because one of the cast members who's not seen in the trailer, one of the cast members is Cat Dennings returning as Darcy from the Thor movies. And like hers and Jane Foster's and Selvig's study was all about different dimensions and traveling between worlds. So that's obviously going to play a part in some way. Um, Agent Wu, we don't see him in the trailer, but he's in there. So like, there's going to be some stuff to do with either the CIA or S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, we get a very, very brief glimpse of Monica Rambeau. Because she's confirmed to be in this. Is all it? All grown up. Yes, all grown up. Because uh, someone else was cast as a last year, and they said, "Yeah, the little adorable girl from Captain Marvel." Yeah, well, it's now twenty twenty, <laughs> so she isn't a tiny girl anymore. Mm. And we see a character crash land to the floor, and it's like, "I'm sorry." The hair, the actress, it's like, "That's her." <laughs> what's her point? Her what's her angle in this? Why is she involved? Why is a character from Captain Marvel in this story? I guess we'll find out. But the main highlight is hmm. the weird sitcom-y kind of... Do you know what it reminded me of, weirdly? What's that? 
really strong Twin Peaks vibes. Just felt kind of off. Yeah. Like it, it's it it looks a certain way, but the 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 feeling is just not quite right. Yeah, like particularly in the in this in the second season of Twin Peaks, where a lot of people feel it was treading water, but uh, I think this it was really just them going, you know, it, it let's was, do something fucking weird. <laughs> I just want to film weird shit. <laughs> it was yeah, it just became a soap opera that was odd, a very odd soap opera. Yeah, in which things yeah. like people getting trapped in doorknobs happened. Yeah, and that's kind of the vibe I'm getting, especially from that bit where Vision approaches the lady who's like frozen in the car. She's not moving. That's Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn. So he taps her. Yeah, and she reacts. She's like, "Am I dead?" And he goes, "No. Wh- why would you say that?" She goes, "Cause you are." And then she just starts cackling. You're like, yeah. "What is happening?" It's very odd. Uh, highlights include like sort of bewitched homages. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the canned laughter, the way the, the, the specific staging and talking like a 40s, 50s, early ass sitcom. And then the whole, like, we're a strange couple, are we? Like that kind of thing. Um, and then that bit where the guy starts interrogating him about where they yeah. came from. And it's just like you can see the sort of the veneer of the, the shiny bullshit of it all kind of crumble as like, as like Wanda's like, um, and she, you can see she's like, fuck, I don't know. And like Vision doesn't know. Oh my god! And then you, you, we're getting a glimpse of th- they're spending money, like the shots of Vision flying down from the sky. It's like yep. they're spending money. This is a Disney Plus show. They are yep. spending some money. Um, I I'm fascinated. The, the the glimpse of Halloween with Wanda having a little dance at the end of the staircase in basically the comic book Scarlet Witch uh, costume. Vision in a in a Vision, Vision in a Halloween costume. Onesie. Oh my god! With his real like incredibly well made up CGI face sticking out of what looks like a Teletubby because it. it's just so big and puffy around his I head. I think that is just straight up makeup, you know. I don't think that's CGI. It's, oh yeah. Oh, they, they do They do a little mix. Whenever you see him behind the scenes with the thing is there's always some tracking dots in it so I think it's just for texturing and stuff like oh, that. Okay. But it is, okay. there, there is, there, it is, yeah, he's always, he's always made up red and everything but they always put markers on. I think it's just so they can do like the phasing and little tricks and like with Tony Stark, like, like Robert Downey Jr., in most of the movies, he's wearing like a, a almost like a linebacker shoulder pad thing. Yeah. Sometimes a helmet, not always. Sometimes, and then he's just got dots on him, and they add the rest of the costume in later. <laughs> go yeah. there, we go. Um, so Bettany's always sort of been like a like a hybrid. Like he never wears the cape on set. That's always added in afterwards. Yeah, the always, that weird I mean, flowing motion to it. Yeah. This looks fucked up, and I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love it. I love the look of it. I, I want it to give some kids nightmares. <laughs> yeah, please, please. And the idea that it's going to lead into the Doctor Strange sequel is is also interesting to me. It interests me, uh, especially now that Sam Raimi's at the helm of that. Because, like, as much as I'd love to see Scott Derrickson's version, um, because I like his stuff and I liked his Doctor Strange. If you're going to get the someone... fact, the fact that he left because he wanted to make it freakier makes it even bad sadder yeah. that he left because it's like, no, I want to see that. Like, I want to yeah, see. Him I want to see that. that. Um, At but least we get, that... you know, Dark yeah. Man, Evil Dead, um, and you know, massive fan of Doctor Strange. Yeah, Sam Raimi. 60s, 60s Marvel fan, and uh, and Steve <laughs> Ditko enjoyer. Um, <laughs> Sam Raimi, um, but Ditko connoisseur. <laughs> that's not the only. That's not the only comic book tv show that there's news of this he's doing week. it he's doing it it's a segue with it's a fucking the... segue everybody brace yourself come on start edging start edging the, come on with let's the, go uh, every... <laughs> the incredibly recent news that hbo and this came out of nowhere hbo the max nowhere hbo max has ordered a eight episode straight to series um peacemaker spin-off <laughs> From James Gunn's upcoming Suicide Squad movie, starring John Cena, written by James Gunn. Uh, not all, not all of them are going to be directed by James Gunn, but he's going to direct some of it. Um, so uh, Mandalorian Favreau styley. Yeah, exploring the origins of the Peacemaker, as played AKA by John Cena from that behind-the-scenes featurette from DC Fandom, Douchey Captain America. <laughs> yeah, Douchey Captain America, the Peacemaker. Um, for those of you who don't know who the Peacemaker is, um, join the club. Uh, well, he's old school, isn't he? Like, he's really he's a old char- school, and then, and then got repurposed later. He's a Charlton Comics character, so he was part of yeah. the acquisition from 
that DC made from Charlton Comics and was the inspiration for the comedian. Because for those who don't know, Watchmen was originally going to be, the cast of Watchmen was originally going to be a bunch of Charlton Comics characters. So it's going to be that story, but with the Charlton Comics characters that DC acquired so like, after Charlton Comics. So like the question instead of Rorschach. Uh, Rorschach yeah, the question is Rorschach, Rorschach and... uh, Blue Beetle instead of Night Owl. Uh, yeah. The oh, Silk Spectre was... Oh, what was she? I can't... I do not remember. Uh, but Peacemaker was comedian. Uh, yeah. So the comedian was And you can see those it. influences in the source. Yeah. Like you, you look at them and look at these other characters and you go, oh shit, I mean, Night Owl and Blue Beetle, it's fucking unmistakable when you look at the blue because it's the uh the ted cord version of blue beetle so it's yes yeah yes yes yeah. yes, yes. Uh, and and i mean right down to just like the goggles on the suit and the fact that he's got like a vehicle and all this sort of shit and, and then rorschach and the question just yep. just taking an eraser to rorschach's face and there's the question like there they are <laughs> like it's it's so pretty much it is interesting that like some that these characters were always going to be repurposed into a darker context and someone like James Gunn's obviously looked at that and gone, I fucking love this. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Um, Peacemaker, John Cena. We can't see him, but we can in the HBO Max series. Peacemaker. Uh, and Peacemaker's whole thing is he's basically a man who wants peace at all costs. So he might just end up killing everyone to get peace. So imagine a patriotic Punisher. A hyper-patriotic like, Punisher, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, like he's—he's. He's, it's the whole like, this is for America. It was just a—it was just a child crying. That crying was disturbing the peace. <laughs> um, oh, so he's ultimate Captain America then. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, um, yeah, pretty ugh. much. It's—it's. It's, uh, Don't go back and oh, read the Ultimates. Yeah. It hasn't aged well. No. Well. But Hulk kill Freddie Prince Jr. Christopher. Do you think this A on my head stands for France? <laughs> yeah, but the Chitauri in the second arc are pretty Do good. you but think that's down, this That's mostly a... down to Brian Hitch being a really good illustrator. Um, anyway. Um, so Peacemaker series being ordered, I have suspicions as to why this has happened. Aside from obviously the fact that HBO Max could do with another TV series with a big popular star who could win over subscriptions and also a DC TV series exclusive to HBO Max that hasn't been inherited because... Uh, I know why it's happening. James, Gun- James Gunn's been sat at home, bored as fuck, and has obviously gone, yeah. I've got an idea. <laughs> I've got an idea, guys. <laughs> I, I, I know why it's happening. I'm not going back into uh, production on Guardians of the Galaxy 3 till at least like late 2021, so uh, do you want to film a Peacemaker show at the start of next year? Peacemaker? You mean John Cena? <laughs> if I had two recorders, I'd play it out my nose. Uh, John Cena, a man made out of thick pork sausages. He is, but my God, he does. He earns. He earns those uh, thick, thick thighs because he does his squates. It so. honestly looks like someone put some raw pork sausages in a muscle boy mold and then sculpted a homunculus wa- out of them. <laughs> Have you watched many interviews with him? Uh, I, I, I've watched some interviews with him. He's a funny man. He's charming as fuck. He's a very he's charming, so very funny, funny man. Yeah. Oh my God. He's like so quick witted. It's like, Jesus, the, the kind of person who tells a joke and you kind of have to go, hey, wait, what? Oh fuck. And, and you know what I mean? The, he slips a joke in before you even realize it's happened. It's have you seen, of... have you seen Bumblebee yet? I've not watched Bumblebee yet. No, it's worth, it's worth a watch because he's pretty, he's really good in it. He's really good. Cause he's the, he's the villain sort of he's, he's the, like the head the, of the, the army he's one villain. of the antagonists yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's great in it he's like very <laughs> it's like very 80s kids movie baddie mm. he's not really a baddie but he's like oh those pesky kids and also oh, so he knows full well what film he's in oh yeah well he also his character has the, the wonderful moment where he points out that why are we trusting people who literally call themselves Decepticons um, brilliant. <laughs> it's only taken what six movies, but brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yes. What a shame. Um, Christopher. Mattstaffer. I went shopping this weekend. You did. You went out into the real world, and I bought a video game. You bought a video game. Yeah. I. I what wanted... video game did you buy with I your wa- hard-earned cash, Wari Nan? I wanted to play a Marvel video game. 
star starring uh, Captain America and the Hulk and Thor and Black Widow and Ms. Marvel. And, Don't do me like this. And Iron Man. Don't do and, me like this. And I bought Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 for the Nintendo Switch. Oh, thank fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was going to lecture you. I was going to rail I'm, on you like a dirty hippo. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. It's real good. <laughs> <laughs> so, for those who don't know, this is the, the long-awaited sequel to 20... Uh, 10 2011's Marvel Ultimate Alliance yeah. 2 for the PS3 a, and Xbox 360. I guess it's a sequel in name only, as far as I can tell, it's not really yeah. related to... From um, what I've learned about it, 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 it ignores the continuity of the previous two. The design is completely different. Please yeah. tell me there are mutant characters in it. Please tell me there are mutant characters in it. There are oh my god, he's thinking... Who? Yeah, there are mutant characters in it. He's like Wolverine oh, is God. one of your is one of your. There are thirty six oh, characters God. in the in the base game. Okay, that's good. That's good. The reason I asked that is because obviously in recent years they have really shied away from any of the Fox property stuff, even when it's a completely uh, comic book style thing, like that other Avengers based game we won't mention. Yeah, there are no planned currently released characters based in the X Men franchise, and I am or Fantastic Four for that matter, and I am. So upset about that. Well, I'm. I mean, I'm upset about it because that game's shit. But I'm also really upset about it. So knowing that the Switch at least gets to be a a good boy and well, uh, and and have some X Men in it, that makes me happy. You start off playing as the Guardians of the Galaxy because the whole thing. What of this, this game? Their is debut. A- <laughs> their debut in an Ultimate Alliance game. This game hey. is all about uh, the Infinity Stones, not Gem Stones. Yeah, it's um, called uh, the Black Order. The Black isn't Order. It? Um, so it starts so, off with the Guardians for you, of the Galaxy. For you filthy fucking casuals, that's the children of Thanos. But fuck that shit. Oh my God, is he called? Is he called Black Dwarf? Uh, if he is, I haven't met him yet. Okay. The only black, I'm not all the way through it, but the only Black Order members I've met so far are Proxima Midnight and Corvus Glaive. Is Corvus Glaive the absolute scene stealer that he is from the comics? Uh, I mean, he's because he doesn't good. get he doesn't get to he doesn't get to be that in the films. He's just like but, creepy and yeah. there in the films. But in the comics, he's a fucking ah. Oh, he was my favorite in Infinity. Proxima's had I the most dialogue, him. so she's great. Um, she's amazing, and the movies kind of went nah. Ebony nah. Moore. We're going to give Ebony Moore all the nah. cool and creepy shit to do. Uh, so, yeah. But yeah, so you start off as the Guardians. You wind up um, fighting Nebula on a Kree ship. And it's the, it's the, it's a very MCU-influenced design for Nebula. Um, yeah. Well, they kind like, of have done that now. They've sort of ignored the big big blue hairstyle yeah, and pink leotard versions Probably because it now. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. Um... Yeah, there's a nice balance between, like, comics influence and an MCU influence. Like, the Guardians are all somewhere in between the movie and the Bendis iteration of the comics in terms of design. Yeah. Um, I like that run. I think I all of them have uh, the, the Abnett and Lanning run outfits as unlockable outfits. Oh, it's like the blue and, blue and yellow uniforms. Things. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, blue and red, actually, for the majority of that run, isn't it? Star-Lord and Groot definitely do, anyway. Because uh, Rocket and Groot want are uh, one character. Oh, okay. That makes sense. They're like a combo character. Team so you start, you start off as Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, and Rocket, slash Groot. Um, you fight Nebula, Infinity Stones get released, you get teleported to the raft in the middle of a breakout, and you realise that someone's coming for the stones, and then you run into the Avengers... And then it goes from there, and it's 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 what you expect. It's a it's a grand tour of the Marvel universe with as many characters as possible. Like I said, there's 36 playable heroes in the ma- in the base game, and then there's three DLC packs that add a total of 16 characters on top of that. Um, Fuck. So so far, what's the DLC pass looking like? Is it like pretty uh, tasty or? Yeah, I've, so all the DLCs out. So I, I bought the pass as well. So there's a well, uh, there's a Curse of the Vampire pack which. Is about Morbius. I don't know if Morbius is playable, but it it definitely adds Blade, Punisher, and Moon Knight. Because I've already unlocked Blade. It's it's the Marvel. The first one's Marvel Knights themed. The second one's X Men themed, and the third one's Fantastic Four themed. Um. Oh my god, that so, makes me happy. And I don't know. If, oh, I don't, that makes me so happy. I don't know if the any if the 
any of them had like any proper story missions, but they are like like gauntlet modes, which are like endless challenge modes and new characters and uh, yeah. unlockable stuff. Um, I mean, there's definitely theming at least, like sort of for the collector, the collector minded. The yes. moment you started listing the characters in the Morbius set, I was like, so basically a Marvel Knights. Yeah, set, it's Marvel like... Knights because uh, the first oh, one, so the good. first one's Curse of the Vampire. The second one is Shadow of the Phoenix, I think. And that's the X Men one. Phoenix is cast a shadow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It might not be Shadow <laughs> of the Phoenix. It's something of the Phoenix. Um, and then the third one is something, something Doom because it's fucking Doom. Fantastic Four. Um, and yeah, don't so, need no more. Don't you? Don't need no more because it, it adds all of them. Um, uh-huh. And and Doctor Doom. Uh, <gasps> Fuck off! You get to play as Doom. Well, I, I you do, but not yet because um, the DLC doesn't unlock until certain points in the main story. So you get the va- you right, get the okay. Morbius one straight away, but you have to do the actual X Men mission in the main game, like the X Men section before your, you get to do the thing. What's your hub world like in it? Like, what what's the hangout spot? Uh, there is none. Ah, there is no okay. hub. But you just go so, from mission to mission to mission, and then you can go to the main menu and do chapter select. But so, so far, can you, can you chat with people and just like? hang with them and stuff or, or is there none of that in this one there are moments where you can do that but it basically transitions from one level to another oh, like, okay so when, sort of like little stop off points between the action yeah usually when you like meet other characters after you meet them there'll be a section where you can chat to them briefly before you move on to the next section that becomes yeah. a save point but when you revisit missions you can go to each chapter and pick up from each checkpoint in each chapter so if it's a oh, shield, that's good. It, it's the same. It's the same as the previous games where it's the blue shield extraction point. Like that's preserved. It's still a so team like of four that you switch between at any time. If you're um, absolutely buggered, you could and you want to replay it. But there was one bit that was a nightmare to complete. You can always just skip that if you want to replay it and go yeah. to the next bit after. Well, and it also okay, that's it good. shows you what collectibles you um, you have for each chapter and stuff, so you can go back and do collectible hunting. It's got the usual you know grind concept. and find. Yeah. The concept art gallery and stuff. I don't know what the level cap is for the characters, but I know you can level them up to at least 200. Jesus wept. Uh, I'm on chapter 6, I think, at the moment, and my highest level character is 32. Damn, got a way to go. So, yeah. <laughs> um, What's the art it, style like? It's very cartoony. That's good. Everyone's very exaggerated. It's not trying to be realistic. It is, um, yeah, it's chunky and colourful and fun. Um, like I say, the, the designs tend to be sort of halfway between the MCU and um, and the comics. It it sort of has a think. Think like someone mashed up the Avengers Assemble cartoon, which is a bit crap, and the Earth's Mightiest Heroes cartoon, which was great. Yes. And it's kind of halfway between those two art styles. So it's and in it, the middle. Yeah. And it's cribbing, you know, the sort of more pop, like the most popular looks for each character. So like when Cyclops turns up, he's in a, like a modern version of his 90s costume. Yeah. Um, And stuff like that. Like Wolverine's in a sort of 90s slash astonishing yellow and blue costume so it's that kind of thing hawkeye is in a the modern comics version with you know like the sort of stripped back black with the purple um arrow on his chest that kind of thing but um roster wise i so far have got it's a lot of returning cash from previous ultimate alliance games uh, notable debuts include Wasp. Um, Ooh, yeah. Uh, Star Lord, Gamora, Drax, Rocket, and Groot. Crystal. From Shit, the really? Yeah, she's that's only, pretty. You know, like, that's pretty good. If you're gonna, if you're gonna do Inhumans, use the popular ones. Like use the ones yeah. people like and are invested well, I, in. I, I, as far as I know, she's the only Inhuman who's playable. Oh, so is Kamala um, Khan not in there? Oh, sorry, the only Inhuman Royal Family who's playable. Yes, oh, right, Kamala... from, from from the characters known as the Inhumans. Okay, Kamala, yeah, Kamala yeah. Khan is in there um, as Ms. Marvel, uh, of course, joined by Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Spider-Man hey. and Spider-Gwen. <gasps> so um, so is she, what's she called in the roster? Is she called Spider-Woman, Ghost Spider, or Spider-Gwen? Spider-Gwen. 
Ah, fucking uh, because coward. What, you, you <laughs> That's first, the name of her book, not the name of the character. You first bump into her, Miles, and Kamala in the Raft Breakout oh, shit. chapter one. Uh, and are they the champions? They're the champions. Oh my god! That makes me happy. And sorry. you have to fight them because they're being mind controlled by Mysterio. Uh, co- wait, what? He doesn't do that shit. And well, he's, he's tricking him, isn't he? He's, he's illusioning them. Not mind controlling Yeah, and it's a, video, it's a video game, so why um, the fuck not? So, <laughs> and then there's a lot of like, oh, we're going to fight this person and then they're going to join us. Like, you fight Venom and Electro early on. And then after the fight, Spidey's like, Eddie, do you really want to do this? And then he's like, no, I guess not. <laughs> so he just joined the team. <laughs> Um, I guess I'll join the team. So you've got, you know, classic Eddie Brock Venom. You've got all your main stage. You've got Cap. You've got Thor. You've got Iron Man. You've got Hawkeye. You've got Black Widow. Uh, actually, Black, this is the first time Black Widow's been in an Ultimate Alliance game. as a playable character. Yeah, she, she's been in it, but um, she's never been a playable. Yeah, yeah, she was in like the PSP version of the first one. Because that had a bunch of like weird platform specific characters, depending on what. Yeah, because didn't that one have like on. Ghost Rider and stuff? Yeah, like, I think oh, so. Shit. A Ghost yeah. Rider returns in this. Um, hey, uh, Johnny Blaze, uh, Danny Ketch, or um, I think uh, design wise, it looks like the Danny Ketch one, but I don't. I think it's Johnny Blaze. Oh my god, who's the who's the um, who's the third? I'm gonna look. It's it up, not. It's, it's not Robbie me. Reyes. It's it's Robbie Mo- Reyes. That's it's it. not Robbie. It's, it's motorcycle Ghost Rider. It's not Robbie Reyes. Oh, okay. Um, who else have we got? Um, Mutant-wise, so far, I've got Wolverine, Psylocke, Nightcrawler, and Deadpool. Oh, of course um, he's in it. Fucking hell. Yeah, Deadpool's <laughs> in it. Uh, you find oh, I, managed, in- I managed to get a pre-order in on the Marvel Legends figures, by the way. The, the, oh. the four Deadpool ones they're doing on limited release. I managed nice. to get a pre-order in. So Cable is paid for. Brilliant. I'm waiting for, uh, I'm waiting for Domino, uh, Negasonic, and Deadpool. Sorry, before I forget, because nope, that's, that's perfectly like, fine. They look uh, very cool. He doesn't. He doesn't come with swappable heels feet though, which I'm quite upset about. Hmm. I want to. I want. You know, if I'm going to display him, I want to display him in a Celine Dion video. <laughs> Sorry, please continue. Uh, so uh, yeah, <laughs> the hot um, toys version of Deadpool from Deadpool Two came with swappable feet with pink heels, so you ridiculous. could have it. Have him posing like he's in this music video. <laughs> that is quite frankly ridiculous. Um, so of course he's in there. Is it uh, is it Nolan North voice in him or is it? It different? is Nolan North voice. Voice wise, it's basically like the most popular versions of each of each voice actor. Shit, like Steve Steve Bloom for Wolverine. Steve Bloom Wolverine. Um, Fuck yes. Oh, I love him as Wolverine. Earth's Mightiest Heroes Ooh. cast reprised their roles as the main Avengers. So I can't remember um, his name now, but the guy who plays Tony Stark, who's the same guy who uh, voice doubles for Jack Black, pretty much in anything Jack Black doesn't reprise and sounds so he's very the, he's the much of, like robert downey he's sort of like robert downey jr meets jack black yeah he's kind yeah. of in that weird little thing yeah. um he's very he's very good he's really um, freaking good we've uh, got he, repl- he replaced him as slappy in the second goosebumps and i didn't even fucking realize i was like nice did they get jack black back and then i was like no it's the guy from Earth's mightiest hero that guy. Oh, shit. Um, um you know you've got your so, classic yeah, oh. fred tatasqua hulk but he also oh, he's so good as the uh, hulk he also does, does Ghost Rider and Beast? Oh, um, Tyshore is Beast. That could be quite. Uh, do we get all my stars and garters? Not yet, uh, but he's not playable. He's just a, he's a support character, so um, that's fine. That's okay by me. It's not you've okay by be- me. I want to play little, as Beast. You've got a little Beast figure um, on your telly. It's okay. Watch he watches you got, play if you play it on the big screen. You've got a Yuri Lowenthal Spider Man. I was going to say who plays Spider. Um, so it's it's and, Yuri from uh, 2018 game. And oh. oh. Go on, go on. Ask what you're going to ask. Um, I'm sure I read this somewhere. Is who's Doc Ock? Is it Josh Keaton? No. Okay, I ask because I read it somewhere and I was like that he's played Doc Ock in something. And I was like, that's weird. And I wonder if it was this. It's the dude from the 2018 game. <gasps> Shit! Really? But okay, he's, that's. But good he's casting. doing comic book classic comic Doc, Ock. Doc Ock, calling um, you all dolts and yeah. <laughs> And claiming that he is superior. Um, oh my god! Because of course he is. Um, oh, it's ve- oh. You know, I want to switch. Should, <laughs> I want yeah, fucking switch. Yeah, it's fucking great. Um, and and like Just you were, for this game, you complaining about the the other Marvel game that's out at the moment, um, like not really taking you through like supervillain fights. This throws them at you. 
Yeah, well, I mean, come on, you just told me that the champions are in it yeah. as a boss fight because Mysterio's mind-controlling them. Like, well, that's fucking... You're getting to fight teenage superhero fan-favorite characters because a classic Spider-Man villain's using them as a boss fight. Like, well, that's brilliant. So far, That's what you want in a superhero game. So far, I fought Nebula and Ronan on a Kree ship. <gasps> Is Ronan I've, in his big old green robes? Yep. I've yes. fought... Um, I thought Electro, Doc Ock, Venom, uh, Mysterio, and the champions um, (laughs) in the raft, along with a Time Stone-empowered Green Goblin. Uh, oh, who, who's voicing Norman? Who, who who does the Goblin? Oh God, I can't remember. Wait, wait, hang on. Is it is it the uh, is it the one who sounds like this? It sounds a bit Mark Hamill, prob- but it's not Mark Hamill. It's probably Steve Bloom because he voiced him in it Spectacular Spider Man. His um, Goblin's freaking great. Like I say, they they basically brought back all the fan favorite voice actors. Oh, uh, I am rock hard right now. I Josh Keaton. Lie. Josh Keaton is in it, but he's he's voicing Ant Man. Who in this is Scott Lang. Ooh, um, that's a good pick, actually. Josh Keaton's amazing. For those who don't know, I keep jerking off over Josh Keaton. Josh Keaton was Peter Parker and Spider-Man in um, Spectacular Spider-Man animated series and uh, also played Ultimate Spidey in uh, Shattered Dimensions. Yes, Steve um, Bloom is... very good. ...is Green Goblin. He's Bullseye, so he, Green Goblin, Venom and Wolverine. So so he's, he's got that voice that yes. kind of goes down like... Oh, he's so yes. good as the it's, Goblin. It's very... It's very Hamill. Uh, you've got because of got course because your... of course Hamill's been a goblin. He was the hobgoblin in the nineties show. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, so you've got your oh. Brian Bloom, Cap, Daredevil, Punisher. Yeah. Uh, oh, Miss Daredevil's quite a good pick, actually. Yeah, you got, got the uh, chops for that. <laughs> <laughs> Nolan North as as Deadpool and Rocket. Is he also Rocket? Yeah, there yeah. he called it. There he um, called Rocket. Yeah. He gives good rocket. Loads of loads of good ones. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, if you, you go to Shadowland and fight the <gasps> king and fight the kingpin. Um, <gasps> you go. I this. Uh, yeah, you should. You should. Oh, and Electra, <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, but Shadowland. You, Shadowland. What? It was a shit arc, but it had some really good individual issues in it, and it means kingpin. When when you meet the Avengers, you get teleported around by Lockjaw. Of um, course you do. Is he a good boy? <laughs> he's a good boy. Is he a good boy? He's a good oh, boy. he's such um, a big boy. Give him belly rubs. <laughs> you go. You go to the. You go to the X Mansion. You meet Cyclops, oh. Colossus, Psylocke, who's British. Um, good, good. She should be. She bloody should be. She's a British Asian um, citizen and well, a she's, mutant. She's a British person in the in a in an Asian person's body because of oh weird yeah nineties yeah. mind swap bullshit. They've swapped bodies back now. Um, Have they? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, all right. Is she still related to Captain Britain? Yeah. Still a Braddock. Yeah, original Psylocke is, is Betsy Braddock, and then she gets put into the body of the assassin known as Quanon. Um, of course. The assassin known as QAnon. QAnon. <laughs> oh no! And that's the ninety swimsuit Psylocke that everyone's familiar with. Um, yeah. Who? Uh, yeah, you fight Magneto uh, with the power oh. stone. Oh. Um, oh. And he's got ju- he's, he's got Juggernaut and Mystique with him. Of course um, he does, because he knows that he's in a good game. He knows he's in he a good game. He gets to hang out with cool uh, characters. At the moment, I'm fucking around in the dark dimension, because I'm running from the Black Order. Uh, so Scarlet Witch opens up a rift the dark dimension so we can run away and regroup. Please um, tell me you're going to fight. The sh- dark dimension's where the freaking Shadow King is, right? No, the dark dimension where Dom- Dom- Dormammu is. Oh, that! Oh, right. Okay, yes. and, it, and, it, and it does. Look I mean, if like... Shadow King shows up in it, let me know because I will. I will instantly uh, sell my know. dog and buy a switch. I don't know if Shadow King is going to pop up in it, but um, so so yeah, you, the the Dark Dimension is very Ditko esque, you know, with the the sort of uh, big spheres linked, and swooping by, tendrils between uh, balls yeah, of floating it's very, whatever. It's very dickoy. Like you can tell, this is oh, it's yeah. made by Japanese teams, made by Team Ninja, um, but you can tell it's made by a team that have a lot of love for 
Marvel lore. So I've yeah. already fought a, do- a, a, a Dormammu possessed Doctor Strange. Of course um, you have. That's that's standard. Met up with that's Ghost Rider. Standard. Fought a whole bunch of mindless ones. Uh, <gasps> big old clay boys with no big faces old, and giant big old, fingers. Big old mono-eyed clay boys. Yeah. Oh god, I Lots want this of that game. good stuff. I want um, this game. I don't I know. Want this game. I know I've got some Black Panther stuff to come at some point. Loki's turned up, so I'm probably gonna. I've fought him, and I'm probably gonna b- bump into him again at some point. Um, yeah, who, who's voicing him? Is it uh, Graham? Um, is it Graham McTavish or is it Troy Baker? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, Jason Spizak. Oh, okay. Um, a new player has entered a new the arena. Has entered the game. <laughs> I'm kind of glad about it. Graham McTavish was a great Loki. He only played him in um, in Hulk versus and mm. uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, but he was so good. He was so good. Oh, shit. Apparently um, Toxin's in this somewhere. Fuck off. What? Toxin? Toxin. Fucking Toxin? Because he's voiced my, by Keith my- Sarabaker. My my favorite, absolutely rejected symbiote character. <laughs> oh, Ma- Maurice Lamarche gets... voices Victor Von Doom. Of course. Oh fuck, Maurice Lamarche's Doom would be. Sorry, everybody. This has just turned into <laughs> me jerking off over Matt reading a cast list out. Oh, that makes me happy. Uh, Thanos is voiced by Isaac Singleton Jr. <laughs> Doombots, are you pondering what I'm pondering? <laughs> Gee, I don't know, Doctor Doom. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Dwight Schultz is Odin because of course he is. Of course he is. Uh, Ash- Ashley Birch is Nebula, but she's not doing the Ooh. the uh, the Scottish thing. Uh, Wally Winger <laughs> is Reed Richards. <gasps> oh wow! I'm glad and, he's getting to play out as a superhero. And Modok. <laughs> and a super. Oh shit! He'd be um, great as Modok. Have you met Modok yet? No. Please tell me how that goes. For those who are wondering why that excites me, Wally Winger is the voice of the Arkham Riddler. Yeah. So, you know, he's fucking great in that role. And, yeah. and to have him play a, have him play a you know, a, a Poindexter superhero is quite a good shout, but also to have him play Modoc could be a lot of fun. Uh, you um, got uh, Tara Strong pops up as Jessica Jones. Oh, Jessica's in the game. Oh, uh, here's, here's a deep pick for... Um, for fucking playable characters, someone I met in the someone I met in the dark dimension had joined my team. I was you, you, when you open the box you, on the inside of the box cover art. There's all the all the base roster. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And there's one room like, is that because it's all head and shoulder shots? I'm like, is that is that Squirrel Girl? Like modern oh, Squirrel on. Girl. It's not come Squirrel on. Girl. It's oh oh. It's Elsa Bloodstone. Fuck the fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Japanese studio, Japanese audience, first intended release audience. I can see Japan really liking Elsa Bloodstone, actually. Oh, she takes yeah. a lot of, like, anime kind of, like, tropes and everything, but... God, that... Mm. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange fans, cue the fuck up and get hold of this game, sons. Elsa Bloodstone, voiced by... Um, oh, my God. Carrie Walgren. Who also voices... Oh, she's great. She's really good. Uh, she also voices Wasp and a couple of other characters. She does. She pulls a lot on this, actually. Um, uh, Wasp and Sue Storm and Proxima Midnight. Uh, oh, um, yeah, okay. You got Falcon in this cool. as a first-timer for... Um, oh, yeah, this will be his first time as a playable character. For, for uh, an uh, Ultimate Alliance game. For an Ultimate Alliance game. Uh, yes, William Salius, who's... Uh, who's uh, ah, yeah, um, yeah, okay. you got That's Phil Lamar Dormammu. Oh, Samurai Jack as Dormammu. Um, hell. Yeah, so it's it's a hell of a voice. Like, they just... I think it, they, they did just pull, like, who they think are the fan favourites for the... Who are the faves, and who will yeah. get people spooging all over their cartridge? Um, who will... Who, who will love the the idea of a boss fight against Ultron as a giant Ant-Man fights a Ultron-possessed Ultimo in the background? Uh... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. I, the only reason I want to talk about this 
was to make you jealous. And you did. Did I do it? You did. The, the only thing that could possibly make me feel any better is an email. No, well, funnily enough, we have a single email. <laughs> if you want to get your emails in, we won't be answering them next week for reasons that will be apparent next week. We'll get them in for the week after bigdamncontact.gmail.com. Be like our good buddy. Uh, would you guess? Sam? It, it's Sam. Sam well, actually, with his weekly therapy check-in. Actually, telling us no. what he's been up to and also what he's planning. Sam's coming down well, with a list of demands. He'll I'm release actually, the hostages if we listen to his plans. I'm, Sam. Actually, I'm actually confused because the email oh. is titled, Hello there, it's your old friend Adam West. But... What? Oh? But the first line oh. of the email is... Hello, it's me, the Riddler. I mean, Sam. Wait. I'm so confused. Sam will release the hostages Um, if we listen to his plans. Let's start. (laughs) The grin on Matt's face right now. (laughs) I have a feeling he's looking at this email for the first time in depth. When Batman and Robin get a tip that Commodore Schmidlap is in danger aboard his yacht. That's that's the yeah. end that's that's a sentence. What? <laughs> that's what? not a sentence. So the way to tell us who the villains are is Full stop, not a colon. Oh. <laughs> a C. C for Catwoman. And at the dark. Yes. Oh, Batman, yes, to man whose name is Mr. P P N Gwyn. Holy ice cream, mm-hmm. Batman, it's the penguin. Riddles for the Riddler. And the riddle is and joke for the Joker. Look, I love this movie because it's shit and I love films that are shit. So next week, Ghostbusters. What? Right, okay. Sam, before we... I mean, what the fuck was that last sentence, Sam? We're going to have we're gonna have some fucking beef, Sam. Ghostbusters is not a shit movie. And neither is Batman the movie. No, <laughs> it's the movie not. Is, fucking great it's Batman the movie is a joyous two hours of what the fuck am i watching it's It's high camp superhero bollocks i love it um but oh my god give us something you buried the lead the catwoman clues the last one they figure out and they're like out at sea sea See for a cat woman. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? It's so good. How did we figure that out? It's because so the script good. said so. It's so good. Anyone who's never given Batman the 60s series or the 66 movie a chance, please do. Because it's a comedy. It's a comedy that plays completely differently to two specific age groups of audience. If you are like up to the age of sort of eight, it's the most exciting, action-packed superhero live-action show you've ever seen. Yeah. Then you kind of hit that weird patch around, like, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. You're like, it's freaking stupid. Like, what is it? I don't get it. And then you check it out again when you're a bit older and you go, oh, my God, it was a comedy. <laughs> it's a comedy. It's a comedy. They're playing it as a comedy. It's written as a comedy. When I was a kid, I had no idea this was meant to be funny. I thought it was real. I thought it was high-octane thrills and spills. I thought they were genuinely going to die in those cliffhangers. It's, it is it is a balancing act of pure class. It yeah. is so, so good. And it, it's just sort of, it. if you ever approach it, as you're like, I don't like why. Why would I watch this Batman? It's because you've tricked yourself into thinking that Batman's meant to be grim and serious. There's nothing grim and serious about Batman. He's a, he's a children's comic book character who dresses up as a bat and punches clowns. Although I am yes, looking you can forward... tell. Look what you are looking forward to. I'm looking the forward Batman. To, to, to grim, serious eyeliner wearing Batman. Oh no, absolutely, and that's the thing. You can tell those stories with him. But he's a children's character. <laughs> like, it's perfectly acceptable to watch bullshit comedy starring that character and enjoy yes. it. Yes. Like, Lego Batman, the Lego Batman movie and Batman the movie are two of my favourite takes on the character. Like, I love it. I love um, it. I love it. I love it. Um, but hey, I'll say this, Sam. You watched it, which is more than most youngsters would do these well, days. So thank you Sam for diving us- in. Sam gives us one thing to ponder on as we as we finish the show for this week. Is it a um, riddle? <laughs> one more thing. One last time. Did the brigadier have sex? Bye. What? What? No. 
Oh, with a gif <laughs> of Alistair Gordon Lethbridge Street. I tell you now, the Brigadier definitely fucking got some. The Brigadier fucks. Now, to be fair... Listen, he's a, if he was a workaholic can fuck, so can the Brigadier. To be fair, he was a workaholic. He dated Doris briefly. It didn't work out. But as we learned in Battlefield, eventually she caught up to him and they got married. He has a daughter or two, based on your canon. So, based on the TV canon, he has at least one daughter. So, the Brigadier... Has fucked at least once. <laughs> at least once. For Queen and his Country. Life. For Queen and Country. <laughs> once into Doris, five rounds rapid. <laughs> he has. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's it. We have to finish the show now. <laughs> <laughs> Big Damn Cast on Twitter. You can watch live streams at twitch.tv slash Big Damn Streams. Support the show on patreon.com slash Big Damn Cast. And Big Damn Channel on YouTube is where you can hit us up for all your goods and services. Big Damn Contact at gmail.com. If you want to send us a lengthy email, please don't send us a lengthy email expecting us to describe exactly what position Sir Alistair Gordon Lethbridge Stewart prefers because we all know it's a mustache ride. Goodbye, you beautiful poison goyles! <sighs> Five rounds of rapid eating Doris. Fuck yeah.